Guess who's back? Guess who's back? Guess who's back? Welcome back to another episode of Broken Silence Real Talk. And you know it's your girl, Christine. Man, oh man, oh man, oh man, yo. How are you guys holding up during this self-isolation, quarantine? Chuh. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it for myself. I'm feeling it for you guys. I'm feeling it for everybody. Um... But I guess it gives us a time to kind of reconnect with our loved ones, those that are in our households and, you know, overseas through the phone, you know, it's it kind of, in my opinion, it's kind of like an eye opener. You kind of, you see who, you know, who really has your back or whose back you really have, you know, and it's just interesting. It's, it's just, it's just really interesting to watch this whole pandemic unfold and not really gonna get into my exact opinion on this whole corona foolishness because you know i'm not a politician i don't really do politics so i'm not really gonna get into it but i really hope you guys are staying safe being precautious all of that fun stuff um you know you know i'll kick it off kick it off with gratitude and to be honest with you it's unfair to say it's fair game I'm grateful for the nurses, for the doctors, grocery store employees, Walmart employees, Costco employees, all of them, because they can't stay home during this time, man. They can't. They got to go out, go outside and risk themselves getting ill every day. And even to the, the businesses and establishments that have not shut down yet, I'm... I'm grateful for their workers too, whatever they do, from construction to telemarketing, whatever the hell it is, you know? Um, you know the saying, you treat the janitor with the same respect that you treat the CEO. And to, to the people who personally know me, yo, I don't ever, 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 ever want to hear you guys diss Walmart again, okay? Walmart is my store, that is the go-to spot, Walmart has everything and all the other motherfuckers because grocery stores you know be packed and shit and all that and all of a sudden they're like well christine let's go to walmart christine let's go to walmart exactly but you guys were just dissing walmart like a month ago no so i don't ever want to hear any of my friends any of my people out there ever diss walmart again okay thank you um i know today i said that we were gonna do a little q a but i'm gonna hold that off because as I said, you guys text me, call me, email me. I love it and I appreciate it. Um, and a girl shared her story with me in terms of her being adopted. And she asked me to share my story with you guys. Um, she's struggling with it. So I said, you know what? I'll put off the Q&A for Wednesday. And today, grind time Monday, we'll kick it off with adoption. Is it a label or is it just a prefix? I don't know. So, anywho, we're just gonna talk about adoption and I'm gonna share my experience, my thoughts, my opinions, my views. Um, I don't really wanna scare nobody, but I'm just gonna be raw and real, yo. Through my experience um, for adoption, I would never give up any of my children for adoption. That's just, that's just what it is, you know? To start things off, um, 
I saw saw this quote and it kind of resonated with me. And I hope it resonates with you. And this is how we're going to start things off because we're just going to chit-chat about it and let it flow from there, you know? So it says, one of the hardest things about being adopted is that the pain can sometimes last forever. I'll repeat that again, okay? One of the hardest things about being adopted is that the pain can sometimes last forever. And that's one of the realest quotes I've probably ever heard because till this day, I don't know if I would call it pain. I don't know if I, I would label it as pain for me, but I'll say, you know, I've dealt, I've un- unanswered questions, you know, stuff like that. Um, I know my biological mother. I don't know who my biological father is. Um, I don't talk to my biological mom for various reasons. Um, I'm not going to disrespect her or speak my opinion of her, but I don't talk to her and I'm okay with that. And I'm okay with her not being a part of my life or my children's life. And that's just me. Toxic is toxic in my opinion. That's all I'm going to say about that. Um, my adopted parents, uh, my dad, my adopted dad is actually, he's still family to me. He's actually my grand uncle. So my biological mom is his niece, which, which makes me his grandniece. So my adopted mom and him, they, they were married. Now they're divorced and they're remarried to other people. I've always known I was adopted, but um, I think when I was 13 or 14, shit really took a, a hard hit for me because we went to my aunt's house. And I swear I told you guys this story already, but if I did, I apologize, but I'm just repeating myself. Got a phone call from my cousins, and they're like, oh, do you want to just dress up? Just make sure, you know, you look kind of half decent today because we're going to go over to auntie's house. I was like, whatever. Like in my head, I'm like, we always go over there. I put on my damn track pants and t-shirt. I don't care. So whatever. I kind of, I think I just wore jeans and like, you know, plain casual top. And got to my aunt's house and went through the door. Common courtesy, you have to say, especially in a black household, it's don't play those games. You need to say hello to everybody. So, you know, I said hi to everyone. Good evening, whatever. Kept it moving. But this one lady just wouldn't stop freaking staring at me. I'm like, yo, who is this, yo? So I went into the kitchen, and my aunt came in the kitchen, too. I think she came to stir the pot because I don't know what she's cooking, but whatever. I was like, yo, auntie. I'm like, yo, who's that lady on the couch? And like, why does she keep staring at me for? And my aunt looks at me, and she's like, yo, Christine. Oh, that's your uh, biological mom. You're adopted. What? Like, really? Come on, man. I'm sorry. The way that they, the way that they played that whole foolishness was, I don't know, I didn't, I didn't think it was cool at all. And I don't even think my adopted parents knew that this is what, like, this is what they were planning. Because I don't think they'd be okay with it, especially if they didn't talk to me about it beforehand. But, um, that day I felt like a sense of loss. I felt like I didn't know where I belonged. I felt confused. I felt betrayed. I felt lied to. 
I felt so many things. I felt like it was a setup. And that's one thing I don't like. I don't like setups. I don't like surprises. I d- if y'all know me, I don't like surprises at all. And I think that for me personally, surprises don't, they don't really, they don't trigger positive memories for me. So, but I'm trying to overcome that and trying to realize that every surprise, there's good surprises and there's bad surprises, you know? And in my life now, and I'm evolving and I'm trying to inspire others, I find that there's more good surprises. So I'm just trying to be open-minded and not being closed and kind of step outside my box, you know? Because I hate being closed. If you're adopted out there, I would say, this is a hard topic for me, man. So just just bear with me because I'm digging deep for my own emotions because I've suppressed a lot of them. Um, I've kind of been, I don't know if force is kind of like a really, really strong word to use, but I've been coaxed. There we go. I've been coaxed to suppress my feelings about my adoption. I've heard get over it. You know, it's, it is what it is. You still have a family that loves you, blah, blah, blah. But there's so much more to it. There's so much more to it. And I think communication is a big part of it. Because when I was growing up, um, I never felt that, I always felt that I was the child that was singled out. I didn't feel, feel like my dad loved me. I felt like my dad favored my brother over me. And now that I'm older, my dad is like my best friend, but now I've, oh, I shouldn't say now, because I've always felt like this, like I felt like my mom never really loved me. I felt like I was a void filler for her. And I know that's a strong statement to make, but that's what I felt like I was for her. And I felt like, um, still feel like it, to be honest with you. And we, her and I have talked about it and that's, that's a really strong point is communication you know as i've expressed to you guys before in a previous episode where you know around christmas time shit was shit was hectic between my mom and i and we went out we chat we talked about it we communicated and just because we don't agree with each other doesn't mean that there wasn't a moving point there wasn't a a turning point um i mentioned that i think that we should go to counseling and she said her piece, and she's like, Christine, I always talk to you. I always talk about you to other people, and I'm like, cool. I don't care who you talk to. You could talk to a million people about me. You could tell a million people that you love me and all that stuff, but what are you showing me? I don't care what you tell other people. I care about what you're telling me and what you're showing me. You know, and that shit, I don't know. We got emotional, obviously, on both ends, but... It, reali- it made me realize that like, your communication is important and I've told my I've always told um, my brother which is their biological child how I've always felt and he's encouraged me to communicate with it and he sees certain things and he's tried to advocate for me without getting too deeply involved so I would have to say you know if you're adopted communicate communicate the feelings of love communicate the feelings of trust communicate the feelings of unwantedness communicate at all because just because you're adopted doesn't mean you're less than and I think that there's such a label on adoption and there's such a prefix on adoption that's why I named this episode adoption label or prefix you know it's it's both and it's because that's what society has put on it like you see these celebrities like what's that 
What's that girl's name? Tomb, the Tomb Raider chick, man. What's her name, man? Anyways, the Tomb Raider girl. She adopted, like, I think she adopted, like, a black child. And everybody was like, oh, my God, adoption. Da, 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 da. So, although people have tried to put adoption in a positive context, they've also shed it, they also shed light to a negative connotation. And I'm sorry, I'm very skeptical of what celebrities really do, to be honest with you, and how they do it. Um, they could have been doing it to promote like, yo, look, I'm adopting a black child, da, 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 stuff like that. So there's a lot of negative connotations about adoption that are suppressed by society and they don't want to talk about it, like just like racism. It's out there, but nobody wants to talk about it. Everybody kind of just goes around it. They tiptoe around it. And adoption is the same thing, you know, and a lot of people who are adopted, they feel less than. They feel like they don't have a sense of belonging, a, a sense of worth a sense of peace, a sense of power, and I'm here to say that shit's not true. It's actually the quite opposite, to be honest with you. Um, being adopted for me has helped me find so many different avenues, like especially with what I do. My passion is inspiring others. My passion is motivational speaking, keynote speaking, writing. That is my passion. It's what I believe that I was put on this earth to do. And being adopted has helped that help my story and helped me inspire others. I've been able to work through my traumas, work through my experiences, work through the feelings of unwantedness. But I'm still working through the feeling of unwantedness because, yo, Christmas was just like four months ago, man. You know? And that's when shit hit the fan between my mom and I. And so my feelings still haven't changed. You know? Um... I'm just trying to communicate with her more and I'm trying to force myself. And when I say force myself, I mean challenge myself. You know, I, I think I think twice before I respond because I don't want anything to be taken out of context or, or stuff like that. And I think she's starting to do the same thing too. I think she's starting to filter out what she says to me because she, she knows how I am. So, yeah, communication for me. I would encourage anyone who's adopted, communication is essential. It is essential. Um, more importantly, I just, I, you know, just briefly touch base on it, but you can't allow the label of adoption to define you. Like, do you ever go and introduce yourself and be like, yeah, and when they go to their family, and when you go to family functions and people are introducing you, do, do they ever say, like, oh, yeah, this is my adopted child? No, nah, nobody does that. There's some people out there who are wicked and do stupidness like that, but nobody really does that. They introduce you as their son or their daughter or whoever. You know, they don't ever say, oh, yeah, these are my, this is my son, this is my daughter, this is my adopted daughter. Like, no one really does that. If, if I'm yours, I'm yours, you know? So I think that society needs to take the labels off of adoption. Just like in the previous one where I was talking about moms. Yo, if you had a miscarriage, you're a mother. If you had an abortion, you're still a mother. If you had to had a stillborn, you're still a mom. If you had, you know, a vaginal birth, you're still a mom. If you had a C-section, you're still a mom. If you can't breastfeed, you're still a mom. It is what it is. It's what it is. It's the same shit. You're still theirs, yo. Like, you're still theirs. Um... <laughs> I know sometimes, well, my mom has expressed to me, my adopted mom has expressed to me that she feels some of my anger is that I portray on her, like that I, you know, 
expressed towards her, she feels that I have a lot of anger towards my biological mom, which is true. Uh, half of that statement is true. Um, I do have a lot of anger towards my biological mom. I really do. Um, but I don't know if I, I don't think know if I feel like I take it off, take it out on my adoptive mom because I told my biological mom straight up how I felt. And one of the most painful things that my biological mom has ever told me was I I told her that my uncle was molesting me and stuff like that because she'd asked me, she goes, Christine, why are you so aggressive? And I said, maybe because uncle so-and-so is molesting me. And she turned around, looked me dead in my eye and told me it's life and I need to get over it. And then when I tried to invite her to my son's christening, she told me, she asked me if I was paying her for the day of work that she was missing, huh? Then, I was supposed to get married in 2014, supposed to go to Jamaica and all that stuff. And she's like, oh yeah, before you go, blah, 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 we have to have a mother-daughter talk, blah, 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 blah. So I was like, yo, just, just tell me what it is, you know? And she told me, the person I told you who was your dad really isn't. And I was like, What? I was like, what are you talking about right now? And she goes, I wasn't going to tell you. I was going to bring it to my grave. But um, this person really is your dad. And she sent me some picture of the next dude and told me the next dude's name. I was I was pissed. I was, I was angry. And the fact that you told me oh, you weren't going to tell me or take it to your grave with me was because you seen the man that you told me not. That's foolishness. So, you know, I contacted my, um, my adopted brother. And I'm just saying adopted brother because just to help you guys figure out along the story kind of told him like you know i kind of feel like i don't i don't have a sense of belonging like i don't know like i've never met my biological father but the fact that i had the notion of who he was i still had that sense of i had that security of knowing where i came from you know so i sent him the picture of the dude and he's like christine i'm not trying to upset you but i'm gonna show you something i was like what's that he sent me a picture of my baptism paper I was like, yo, what is this? He goes, yo, Christine, I don't think she knows who your dad is because that that name on the birth baptism paper was a whole next man's name, yo. And I was just like, I'm done. Like, I, I couldn't, I couldn't deal with it. I just couldn't deal. With it. I couldn't. Just, my mind just, mm-mm. it just, it wasn't, it wasn't there, man. And she's called me a bitch and ungrateful because. Um, I couldn't file for her, you know. She wanted me to file for her, and I'm like, yo, in the government's eyes, you're not my mom, you know. So even if I wanted to file for you, I couldn't file for you. So I just, I took that, took that all my life, I took that all my life. But um, I'm, I'm over it, you know. And I don't use the word forgiveness, but I'll use it in this context to help you guys understand. But just because I let go of you doesn't mean I forgave you. And I think a lot of people need to understand that. Just because I let go of you doesn't mean I forgive you. And a lot of people are like, yeah, forgiveness is the key to your own liberation. Yeah, cool. I understand that and I respect that and I, I think that is very true. But sometimes you really and truly can't forgive somebody. It's hard. I don't forgive my uncle for molesting me and I probably never will. But I've let go of that pain that he's caused me, though. So just because I let go of him doesn't mean that doesn't mean I forgave him because I don't. I just I let go of the power that the pain that he's brought on to me has caused me. I let go of that. 
but doesn't mean I forgave him, and I'm okay with that. So, I think that's something that people really gotta learn to do. I think forgiveness, or moving past, as I like to say, is very key and essential to your own growth. But the reality is sometimes you can't. Sometimes the pain is just so strong that you can't. But sometimes you just gotta let go. And it's okay to let go of that person, but you don't need to forgive them. And I think we need to stop beating up ourselves to forgive somebody. And just focus on the growth of us. It's okay to just cut somebody and be like, yo, I'm done with you. I don't forgive you, but I'm done with you. I have no malice towards you, but I'm done with you. Just because you just because you don't forgive somebody doesn't mean you have hatred towards them. It doesn't mean that when I see you on the road, it's a problem. It doesn't mean that I'm going to sit there and bash your name and slander your name and all of them things. It doesn't mean that. It just simply means I'm cutting you off. I'm letting go of the power that I've allowed you to take of my life. And I'm just moving forward. I don't forgive you though. Stay over there. And I think that that's a really key component in adoption. And I go right, it goes stems right back to the first quote that I said. One of the hardest things about being adopted is that the pain can sometimes last forever. I just had to stop for a second and allow you guys to just take heed to what I'm saying. I'm just sorry guys I'm just like sitting down thinking there's so many thoughts going through my mind right now in terms to like adoption this shit you can't write this shit like you really can't you can't sit there like for me when I do when I record each episode I usually you know sit down and write it out just like kind of key point, like key components of what I want to touch base on. But yo, when it comes to shit like this, you just gotta keep it raw and real, yo. That's just that's what it is. I mean, every episode I keep it raw and authentic. That's just what I do. But this, you can't really. It's it's really hard to pinpoint shit because the moment you say something, someone else, something else comes into the forefront of your brain. So it's just like, what the fuck? Shit, shit's overwhelming to be honest with you. It really is. Um, it's crazy. I don't know, man. I'm I'm gonna read you guys another quote that when I really when I read it, I I had to sit to myself. I'm like, ah, oh, damn. It says, when adopted people don't listen to the deep inner call to find their roots. They feed the abandonment story that eats away their sense of belonging. I'm going to read that shit again. When adopted people don't listen to the deep inner call to find their roots, they find the abandonment story that eats away their sense of belonging. Which kind of ties into everything that I said when I was talking about my aunt, you know, Telling us to come over to the house, whatever, and then telling me, oh, this is your mom, and these, you know, you're adopted, blah, blah, blah. It's important for you to find out where you come from. 
because some you don't need to know all the aspects, but it was good to know who your mom and who your dad is. Just to be like, you know what? You have an idea. You can paint whatever picture that you want. But if you want to go out and you want to go and dig deep, if you want to know who your mom is, your dad is, your brothers, your sisters, your uncles, whoever, whatever family tree root you want to go and discover, um, I would tell you to go to counseling or therapy before you do that. Like, real shit. Do some real deep therapy for that. Because sometimes it can cause you more pain. It can really cause you more pain to know the truth. And sometimes, sometimes the truth is better. Just, just leave it alone. Yeah, I know who my mom is. Yeah, I know who my dad is. Cool. Leave it there. But I'm going to tell you, if you want to find out deep-rooted where you come from, all of that stuff, the generations, all of that stuff, I would advise you to do therapy before doing so because sometimes it can cause you more pain. And when I say reason why you do therapy before, because if you walk into a situation and enter a situation that's really negative, you already have that support system in place. You have someone you can talk to. You have someone where you can express your emotions and your true feelings and all of that stuff. But if you don't have therapy, what's going to happen? You're going to come back, find out what you want to find out, be in your feelings, be emotional, get depressed, all of that stuff. And you can then have a whole slew of mental health issues that it's called post-traumatic stress disorder, all of that stuff. So you got to mentally prepare for yourself in my opinion that's what i would do um yeah i don't know tell me i want to know what your guys thoughts about this is because adoption is such a such an open-ended topic that it can be it can be one of two things it can be very painful or it can be very enlightening it depends your it depends on your story for me it was both you know, I always had some pain to it, but I also had some enlightening moments. And the one thing I can say is I'm very grateful for my biological mom because, first of all, she brought me to this world. You know? I'm also grateful for, for her for giving me up for adoption. I had a better life, you know? Yeah, I went through trauma. I went through experiences. But though that trauma is not my truth, so I've I've been able to work through them and look what I'm doing now. So it all stemmed from her giving me birth, giving birth to me and giving me up to her adoption. So I'm grateful for her for that. I can never hate her. Ever. I don't have time to hate anybody actually. But I can never hate her. Um, I can say I'm upset and I'm hurt due to other circumstances that are besides the adoption piece. But sometimes it's okay to just let go and, and not forgive somebody. It's okay to let go. Like, yo, you caused me pain. It's time for you to go, and I'm going to move on. You stay over there, though. If that's perfectly fine to do. And I want you guys to, to understand that within yourselves. Um, I want to make sure that I'm answering every single question that this young lady had for me in regards to adoption. So I want to make sure I was thinking 
Oh, she wants to know how am I handling it now? Hmm. Well, um, to be well, sometimes my 10 year old, sometimes my eldest son, he'll ask me questions like, oh, grandpa's not really your dad. And he'll make comments like that. And I'll be like, no, he's not. Grandpa really isn't my dad. But then we get into a conversation of like, what defines a dad? Like, what defines a dad? So we kind of sit down and have that kind of chit chat and discuss that. And I'll be like, you know what? He is my father, but he just, he's not my blood father, you know? And I talked to my kids about love. I said, even as your mom, I say I love you. And I try my best, try my best to have a very open communication with my kids. Sometimes there's things that my kids just don't need to know. And that's just that until they're older. But I do encourage my children to tell me, like, yo, I don't care that I tell you I love you. I want you to know that I can show you that, you know? So I always tell my kids, if you feel like I don't love you, I need you to tell me. If you feel like I'm being too hard on you, I need you to tell me. And they have told me sometimes, like, mommy, you're being really hard on me right now, mom. Mom, I don't, like, my kids have told me, like, mom, I don't feel like you love me because I've yelled at them for something that they did. And then you got to go back and have that conversation. But the fact that I've opened that line of communication for my children, for them to feel open enough and comfortable enough to come and talk to me about that, I respect it. And I would promote it. And I would I completely endorse it. Just being open. Um, I still go to counseling. I still do therapy. It's a little bit harder for this whole covid whatever coronavirus foolishness that's going on right now um so i usually i'm the type of person i like face-to-face conversations because i can see your emotions i can see what you're telling me i can see if you really care about what you're telling me because there's some people who just live by textbook and that's just that and whatever um so i've been doing over the phone once a week just to kind of touch base check in i'm in a really good space in my life you know, I'm in a very good space in my life. And the reason why I continue to go to counseling and go to therapy is so that I can maintain that positive space in my life. So that I can maintain to challenge myself, you know, mentally, physically, emotionally, all of that stuff. And I think it's really important. Like, you know how they say a whole prayer thing. People need to stop just praying to God when things are bad. You need to pray harder to him when things are good. Grace and mercy. I think we really need to, when things are good for yourself, you got to make sure that it stays that way and setting up strong support systems for yourself directly and indirectly is a key element to success. That's just my opinion. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. I really want to, I really want to hear your guys' thoughts on this. You guys don't have to hit me up. 437-488-4871. My Instagram is Impact Over Intention, or you can hit me up on Facebook, Broken Silence. Silence is not meaningless. Um, also, follow me on Spotify, Anchor, Google, or Apple Podcast. Do not forget to subscribe, like, and review, please. Um, oh, yes, with Anchor, if you guys want, you guys can leave me a voice message, and I have a couple of them. Um, just leave me a voice message and I can actually air them and add them to a podcast when, on an episode. And I think I'm going to do that for the Q&A because some of you guys have some really good questions. And I'm 
and I'm down to down to answer them. However, however, let me tell you guys this one thing about me. I, Christine Lewis, will never tell you to leave your girl, to leave your man, none of that. Because I have bare questions sometimes in my DMs or through a text message. It's like, oh, how do I tell my how do I tell my man um that I'm gonna leave him? Well, that's up to you, sweetie. Mm-mm-mm-mm. How do you tell like it's gonna be painful. I'm gonna tell you how to love you. You know? I don't know what to do with my man. Da, 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 da. He's doing this, he's doing that. Yo, can you tell me to leave or not? Should I stay sharp? That's up to you. Yo, I don't know if my girl loves me. Da, 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 da. What should I do? Da, da, should I leave? Should I... I'm not telling you to leave or stay. That's up to you. I can tell you how to love you. I can tell you how to continue to search for yourself, how to challenge yourself, and all of that. But you need to get to that point yourself. So what I'm basically saying is those questions will not be on my Q&A. Just warning you guys from now. Um, yeah. I just want you guys to tell me your thoughts and your feelings. Sometimes it's just, you know, you want to make a comment. I want to hear it. Because it's such a... It's such a diverse topic. It's such a... It's an interesting socioeconomic topic to talk about, which is adoption. Um, because I think adoption just like other things get kind of swept underneath the rug and stuff like that so um before i go again i hope you guys are holding up greatly in this whole pandemic and self-quarantine self-isolation all of that with your family your friends your girl your man your wife your husband your children whoever the hell you're with live it up um again i think the key thing i want to tell you guys or i feel for anyone who's struggling through adoption, any feelings or emotions is communication. Don't be afraid to communicate how you feel. And you need to be very raw. Like, there's, you can be raw without being disrespectful. And I think that's also a key element as well. So if you do have a comment or a concern that you want to express, I want you to tell me in its raw authenticity and I will try to manipulate that into still coming across raw but not disrespectful so don't don't hesitate to hit me up about that because I'll, I'll help you out um but yeah communication is probably the most imperative piece of it all is to discuss how you feel have those meetings if you need to have that meetings, meetings once a week do it i don't care but do it um before i go again you got to express your pain you have to express your pain. Because if you don't express your pain, you're not going to come over it. You're not going to overcome it. And just because you don't express express your pain to other people doesn't mean you haven't expressed it. You can express pain through writing, through art, through singing, through Instagram, through Facebook, whatever the frick makes you happy. Express your pain. If it's singing in the shower and you snow, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, man. And everybody sings in the shower and they sound like they top notch. So if it's singing in the shower that releases your pain, then you need to do that. And sometimes seeking answers in other people can just add to your pain. So sometimes you just gotta seek the answers within yourself. But you have to be so strong willed and so strong minded to do that because when I tell you guys. 
at times you are your own biggest your biggest enemy so you ready to have that battle with yourself man i love battling myself mentally it's amazing it's amazing some people call me crazy cool but i think it's amazing the fact that i'm in a space where i can challenge myself mentally be like nakshin that's not cool or yeah you're on that right path how do you evolve that higher I'm going to leave you guys with this, man. And I posted up on my Instagram, too. If you are silent about your pain, they'll kill you and say you enjoyed it. Hmm. I'm going to leave you guys with that one, man. This was Christine Lewis. This is another episode of Broken Silence Real Talk. I will see you bright and early on Wednesday with that Q&A. Before I go, I'm going to say that again. If you are silent about your pain... They'll kill you and say you enjoyed it, and they might even laugh about it. Just remember that. While you're crying, others could be laughing at you. So just take heed to that and do some real deep soul searching within yourself. Sometimes you can't always go outside of the circus to get the answers. The circus knows how it runs. Other people don't. I'll see you guys later.